just didn't have you. So, so we're thrilled to have you. Amen. And again, and it, we're just coming to you from the pulpit of CRC. Still, we at least we have that uh, or this venue. Uh, we can't come together, but uh, we can in this form. I just feel like we need a word from God. Amen. The word of the Lord. Amen. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. This is how we get our direction. This is how we get our bearings is through the word of the Lord. Amen. Preach the word. That's what Paul said to Timothy. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. And so just for the next few minutes, uh, everything is pretty much cut short. We don't have to take a break to pray for everybody that we normally pray for in the altar and, you know, we, we just, you know, we're just going to preach to you, all right? I would like for you to feel free to, at least I think it's okay for your family members, to, you know, your husband, wife, reach over, take your hand, touch one another in your living room or, or wherever you are viewing this. And so uh, I don't think that's against the law yet, okay? And so we are trying to comply, all right? We want to do that the very, very best we can. We're, we're not under attack from the government, just so you know that, okay? Uh, if it was just us, maybe we would. If it was just churches, maybe we could preach that and teach that. But the bars are closed, the restaurants are closed, you know, you, know, you can't go anywhere. I mean, it's like a, a ghost town. So we're in this together, and so we are certainly going to try to abide by the rules uh, of our government and, uh, and keep this coronavirus kind of, uh, you know, under wraps here as much as we possibly can. Amen. Mark uh, chapter 16, the, just two verses. I got several other scriptures here. I'm going to try not to ramble around, uh, try to stay with my notes as much as possible. And that way we'll get done fairly uh, uh, quicker than we normally do. But you'll, it, you'll have the word, all right? I just feel like God's going to speak to somebody's heart today. Could you say amen? Amen. That, that means it's, it's settled, okay, a period behind that. Amen. I'm claiming that for me. I'm claiming it for you. Mark 16, beginning at verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Verse, verse 16, okay. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Amen. Word from the Lord right there. Word from God. The Apostle Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 4 and verses 6 and 7, most of us could quote these, these verses. Uh, Paul said, be careful for nothing. That kind of grabs my attention. It's almost like a slang uh, statement, it's, it, 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 but it's not. It's just the King James. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Pastor mentioned it just a few minutes ago about us praying wherever we are. Listen, nobody can stop us from praying. Not that anybody is trying to do that, uh, that we know of. Uh, maybe the super, super liberals and maybe the people who, you know, are atheists and agnostics, but normal, normal people is okay with us praying, okay? But this is what Paul was talking about, okay? And in verse 7 he says, and when you do that, he said, and the peace of God, somebody needs to grab a hold of this. Somebody needs to take this for yourself. And the you, our world needs peace, all right? It's, it's in turmoil right now, not only our country, but countries around the globe. They need a message from God, amen, that will help secure us. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds, how? Through Christ Jesus, that's where it all points to. That, that's the headquarters. That's the place of authority, the place of power, the place of help, all right, and healing. Be careful for nothing. Here's what it means in another translation, okay? Amen. It, it simply means don't be anxious about anything. I, I, I like to say this. Don't worry about things that you have no control over. It, it, it's almost like the enemy or maybe just our, our flesh, it, it just tells us to just get uptight about everything. If somebody pulls out in front of us out on the freeway half a mile ahead of us, we get upset and we hold on to that for months and don't let it go. They're such idiots. They pull in front of us. No, the, those things just happen, all right? Let's think about that like one second and because there's too many more important 
things of value that we need to have our focus on. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. In other words, don't be anxious. Don't worry. Amen. Unfortunately, we have been trained. I don't know who trained us. Maybe the God of this world. Amen. We've been trained to trust no one and question everything. That's just in our spirit. Somebody needs to at least give me a nod on that, all three of you out there. Amen. Needs to give me a nod. Amen. It's just, you know, if we don't get God, if we don't get some kind of training to keep us on track on positive things, good things, things that can make a difference and bless and help somebody else, this is what we'll do. Amen. Amen. But you see, that kind of spirit, that distrust and questioning everything, that's a, that's a I call it a be careful, you might get hurt spirit. <laughs> Nobody wants to get hurt. I don't. Amen. So that's what takes over. But, but this kind of thinking is built on the foundation of fear and unbelief. And this is what we have that a lot of unbelievers don't have. We have something to run to, somebody to run to. Amen. And our faith and our belief system helps us with that. The true Christian spirit is one that, that, that is one of trust and faith. Hallelujah. I believe this is going to work. I believe we're going to come through this. And we'll be better, amen, when we get on the other side of this than we have been or than we are now, all right? This is, this is that positive thinking that Jesus promotes. It's going to be all right. It is well. Be not afraid, all right? Hallelujah. Our world needs to hear, amen, this glorious, beautiful, redeeming message of our Lord. This is what this all comes down to. And when our church comes back together and we get through all of this, you know what? I think we're just going to continue this. In fact, we're going to buy better cameras and we're going to get our equipment set up. And when this building gets remodeled, and it's going to be set up where we can get out there where more people and more people and more people, amen, will tune in, amen, and we will preach the message, the great message, amen, that Jesus Christ preached when he walked on this earth. The message that will give us boldness in the face of all of the scary things that we encounter in life. Just normal stuff. Amen. Amen. They will hear. Amen. I believe that they will hear. Amen. This glorious truth that sets mankind free from all the pain and uneasiness uh, that good people every day live with and think they have to keep that. Good people. All right? Not ugly people. Not bad people. Let, let, let's take a look at chapter 1 of Acts. Amen. Take, take one. Hey, I'll let y'all be seated, all three or four or five of you. Hallelujah. This is strange for me too, y'all, but I think we're going to do all right. Praise God. Praise God. Book of Acts. Amen. Chapter 1. Jesus had been crucified. Remember, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John tells us that the life story of Jesus Christ, four different men told it by in their own words. Amen. At the end of those is where Jesus was crucified. And guess what? The next book that we find in the Bible is the book of Acts, and that's the history of the church. Luke wrote, of course, Luke, and then he wrote the book of Acts. Scholars all believe that, that just by the writings and, and, and historians, they believe that Luke was there, the doctor the physician, the book of Acts. And so Jesus was crucified, had been crucified. Now we're in the book of Acts, the actions of the apostles. Amen. And so uh, there was about a 40-day period of time between his resurrection and Easter, Easter resurrection, and his what we call the ascension, okay, the taking up. So 40 days there. During this period of time is when Jesus met with many of his people, his disciples, his followers, to reassure them that he really did, amen, resurrect out of that tomb, just like he said, amen. You're going to destroy this temple in three days? I'll raise it up. Made all the Pharisees upset with him, amen, and called him a blasphemer and everything else. Allow me to point out the last instructions that Jesus gave his followers before he was taken up. That should be interesting to every one of us. What did he say? I mean, I mean, he said a lot of things, but the very last words that he gave those people that were gathered there before he was taken up, Acts 1 and 8, amen. But ye shall receive power, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, amen. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Now, we could leave that right there. We could leave that. That would just, we would flex our spiritual muscle and, 
and rev our engines and say, we're powerful. We've got the spirit of the Lord. We've got power. And I, I, I'm afraid that a lot of preachers take advantage of that. You know, you lay hands on the sick. Now, that's scriptural. That's biblical. You can do all of that. Pray for people, miracles, signs, wonders, all of this. But, but really, maybe it is in an in a indirect way for that. And maybe he's talking about that. But I, I, I think if we finished what he's saying here, all right, if we finish the verse, it would help us actually figure out and see the very real reason that he gave us power. Let me read that again. But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Feels pretty good. Watch this. Here's the rest of the story. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. That's what the power was given for, to be a witness that's the whole purpose. Now, we're not sign seekers, but the Bible says that signs will follow the believer. There are certain things that will follow. But if we're not careful in our human thinking, if it's not prayed through, if we don't pray through all of that and get into the spiritual realm with God and do it regularly, then we'll be thinking the same thing, all right? And so God's giving us some directions here. I think somebody's going to actually get a hold of this. I was given power to do one main thing, that's to be a better witness. Hallelujah. Ye shall be witnesses. Who is the ye here? If we're going to get a little bit closer here. We're going to get the magnifying glass out on just a little bit. Amen. We're going to find out in a minute. Amen. I've got a couple other things here to say in the middle. Amen. But we're going to find out who is he actually talking to that will receive power to be witnesses. Amen in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Who, who, who is that? We're going to find out. I personally believe that God has allowed the coronavirus to virtually shut down our way of life. Think about that a while. Maybe some of you have to think about it and even pray about it. Amen. You haven't got time to fast about it yet, but pray about that, okay? But I believe, I don't believe God is doing this, but I believe God is allowing this to happen. Um, who would have believed one month ago that this would be happening in America. That always happens in South America or in, you know, one of the eastern countries. But, never in, but here it is. Here we are. We can't even go to the library. We can't go to a restaurant. At least we can't go and have a good set-down meal. Amen. Now, that might be a good thing. Look at the money we can save. See? Hallelujah. Praise God. That could be a thing. Praise God. Save a little money. But Romans 8, 28. Amen. And we know. This is another scripture we all use all the time. All right? Or, or quite a bit. And we know. It's like Paul said. Everybody ought to know this. That's kind of the way he was saying it. We all should know this. We, and we know that all things work together for the good. There's that, there's that just leave God in charge of what he's in charge of and don't try to do his business. He's going to take care of us. He's allowing this. He can, he can give us victory over this. He can get us through this. Amen. To them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. How is it possible for something like coronavirus to be a benefit, any kind of a benefit, have any value to it, to anyone? How? Good question. Amen. It, it has cut us off from our places of worship. Amen. That have taken for granted. We've been taking this for granted, amen, for so long, amen. We Here's what we do at church. This is why I think God's pulling us apart, amen, and setting us, making us stay in our living rooms and wash our hands more often than we normally do and changing our, here's why. We go to church and someone leads us in worship. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that great? They do it for us. We just kind of, we can get off key if we want. We can get out of tempo if we want and it's okay we'll get back in but they're doing it all what a great job our praise team we just have part of them here today and they still did a, a great job amen amen someone leads us in prayer what a, what a prayer leader what a worship leader brother Jerry Klein is and we can we can lift one hand if we want and we can pray sincerely but if we don't brother Jerry's just praying with all of his might he does that for us or somebody or brother Thompson they do that for us Someone preaches and teaches us the word. I like to say sometimes we get spoon-fed. 
Does that, does that kind of make sense? Does, would that help anybody? I can't be mean. I can't be ugly. I can't have the wrong spirit here. I'm just simply trying, amen, to give us a word I feel like is from God, amen, where we can say, you know what? This is the will of God. It's okay to go through this lion's den. It's okay to cross a Red Sea. We've done a lot of things. God's led us out of bondage. But, but then we find ourselves in a wilderness, and we got to get through all of this before we get to that wonderful promised land that they keep talking about. This is what we're talking about. This is what we're trying to do. We're trying to help. I want us to pray for more than God. Just please help me get through this. This is what I'm getting at. All right? Yeah, you know, there, there's more than that. I mean, we should not pray for just simply survival, but we need to pray for God's progress in molding us and shaping us. He already said he was going to give us power, all right? Now, we've got to find out who that is, all right? Praise God. But, but, but how do you do that? You have to go through some things. Jesus himself, amen, after he was baptized, the Bible tells us he was led by the Spirit. Where? the glory land, the promise. No, no, he was led into a wilderness. Why? And it tells you right there in the scriptures, to be tempted. One word for that is to be tested. Well, guess what? We're certainly not better than Jesus. And so he leads us through and into things. Hallelujah. I've been feeling and talking to the church, and y'all know this, for a long time, in fact, several months, about the powerful ministry of the saints. We call them saints. But, but we could just... We could call them the lay people. People don't have a position in church. They come to church, they worship, they support with their finances and do all that, you, that they're asked to do. Amen. But, but, you know, they just, there's a, they think the ministry has to come from up here on the platform, and it does, okay? Ministry comes across the pulpit. That's how I get my blessing. That's how somebody feeds me, and that's all good. Amen. But, but I've been feeling that type of a spirit that there's power not so much in the pulpit. I hope there's some power in the pulpit, but there's power all over this place. When people come in here from every walk of life, they go through tests and things that I, if I ever did go through it, I've been long past that, Brother Jerry. Pastor, I've been long past, but they're, they're in that right now. And so they have a ministry. They, in other words, God has given them power and authority through faith in his name. Mark, I mean, I'm gonna prove this to you. Mark 16 Amen. And verse 17 and 18, Mark chapter 16, all right? Verses, let's just start it, let's start at verse 17. These signs, signs shall follow those who believe. We already, we already mentioned this. We're not sign seekers. Somebody said in the last days there will be a sign seeking generation, adulterous and a sign seeker. No, no, we don't seek signs. We just seek the will of God. We get involved in the work of the Lord. We do what God said to do. But the Bible says there will be some signs that will follow. These signs shall follow those who believe. Now, there's our answer to who he was talking about early, earlier in Acts 1 and verse 8. Ye shall receive power. Who? Who's going to? The believer, all right? These signs shall follow those who believe. Didn't say the pastors, the bishops, the ministry, the evangelists, our, 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 our most favorite preacher that we've got that we can find on YouTube that preaches camp meetings and no 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 he did now they have power I hope they do but but he's telling us here Jesus is telling us amen that the believer how many believe in this house I believe we got everybody here I believe we are hundred percent on that amen signs will follow the believer and here's what he says in my name see we know who's the has the power amen we know we know headquarters hallelujah Amen. We, 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 we say, I cast you out. I bless you. I heal you. Whatever the case may be. In the name that's above every name. In the name of Jesus Christ, every tongue shall confess. Every knee shall bow. That's, that's the name. We understand that. They will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. It won't be a problem. It won't be fearful of that. We won't be afraid of tongues. We just do what the scripture says if we yield ourselves in faith. They will take up serpents. That doesn't mean we go out and find a snake somewhere to prove how much faith we got if we get bitten. No, no, that's not it. What that simply means is we have power over demonic spirits. That's what that means. Amen. And he's telling us that we have that power, all right? And if they drink any deadly thing and the same thing, we don't drink poison just to prove God. In other words, the Bible says, tempt not the Lord. We're just, oh, we're just going to see if you, no, we don't do that. But if you did, 
God promises that it won't harm you. Hallelujah. Amen. And so they will lay hands on the sick. Who? The believer. What I'm getting at is simply this. Here's been our ministry for years. Just come to my church. My pastor, amen, elders and leaders in our church, they have a lot of faith. They're good people, and they will lay hands on you. And I'll tell you, in this church, i got a bunch of women around here that I, I, I'd rather have them lay hands on me I, I, than anybody I know. Amen. People who know how to believe God, trust God, agree. Amen. And it, things happen when they pray. But here... Amen, is the difference. A little adjustment for us. We can't come to church now, or at least the church house. What are we going to do? Hey, oh, I got a promise from God. Somebody's receiving this word right now, I believe. Somebody is receiving. This is how you do it. When a word comes forth, you might have to go through a few things. I do that. I'm, already, I'm not guilty of that. I'm okay with that. But once in a while, somebody will say, ooh, that's for me. I am, I am a vessel of God. I have God living inside of me. He has promised me so many wonderful things. Somebody go ahead and receive it. Say in Jesus' name, amen. Now, I, I told the, the praise team a little earlier, I never thought that I would not be bothered when our people couldn't get to the house of God. <laughs> Maybe I'm demonstrating my peace in the Holy Ghost right now. Listen, I'm a, I'm a home mission preacher. We came to this town when nobody was here. That we, I didn't know my wife and I and our three kids. We did not know one soul in Reisterstown, Owings Mills, amen. West, we didn't know a soul here, but we were called of God, amen, to be here, and we never wavered from that. We felt like God did call us, still feel like that, amen. But we had to trust God, amen, and believe God. Amen. We are the church that started small, amen, and it's continued, continued to grow. We've had bumps, amen. But watch, watch what Jesus, watch what he said. We are the church, folks. Hallelujah. We are the church. The pastor mentioned this. This is just a building here. This is not the church. This is where the church meets, all right? John 14 and 17. Um, Jesus had been preaching to his disciples about being crucified, they wouldn't accept any of that. That's that's why he rebuked Peter early on in another chapter, another book, when he said he had to be crucified, and, and Peter disagreed with God and said, not so, Lord. And that's when he turned around and rebuked him, said, get thee behind me, Satan. All right? Now, here's Jesus. They didn't get any of that. They didn't want to get it. But John 14 and 17, Jesus said to his disciples, I am with you now. Watch this but I shall be in you. Now he talked about a comforter coming. That's the comforter. That's the Holy Ghost. But but we know, you know, we, we believe in the oneness of God. We believe that there are three that bear record, but all three of those are one. We believe that when you get the Father, you got Jesus, you get Jesus, you got the Holy Ghost. Amen. And he was telling them right there, I am with you, but I shall be in you. What a glorious, what a glorious opportunity for God's people, the church, on the outside of the traditional building continuing to do his work. We don't have a building now. We, can, we have one, but we can't come together. Oh, it doesn't matter. The church is all out there where it's supposed to be. Hallelujah. Amen. What, a, what an opportunity. Instead of belly aching about it, instead of being in fear about it, instead of being anxious and worried about it, we're like, you know what? God's in this. This is how we're going to make it through this. Amen, with flying colors. Now, just the next few minutes, I don't know how long I've been going, but, but just for the next few minutes, I want to just kind of close this up and then we're going to pray together. And I want everybody at home to pray with us just like it's, envision yourself being on the church pew. Uh, we, we just want to see God do some good things for this church and, and outside this church because we do know there are a lot of hungry people uh, that don't come to this church. But maybe they'll tune in and hear a little bit of the word here and that might be the beginning of, of them coming the early church in the book of Acts leaves us with probably well no doubt the very best example to measure ourselves All right, if you want to check and see how good you're doing or how far you're off mark I mean it, this it's our, it's our plumb line okay it's like putting the plumb line on it the level make sure the bubble is there okay praise God you know I heard one preacher say that he's you know he knows that he's on the level Y'all have probably heard that before. Amen. He's on the level because the bubble's in the middle. And so I'm, I'm, I'm good, okay? Remember, we're built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. 
I got a smile or two. I mean, I know that's corny. I understand that. Okay, I'm old. Okay, old people like Brother Mallory said, old people can just say anything they want and get by with it. All right, we are built. The Bible tells us in Ephesians two twenty upon the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone. The church had to have been comfortable in Jerusalem. That's, that's what they were built upon. I mean, they were the prophets, or they were the, the apostles. Then they were, what they had at that time were the prophets that prophesied about in the last days, God said he was going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Remember Peter that day? Amen. He was quoting scriptures, Joel, in the second chapter of Joel. He said, this is that that Joel spoke about, okay, when the spirit would be poured out. That's when they're all getting the spirit and speaking in tongues and this kind of thing, all right? And so, but, so... I look at that and I thought, wow, they had to have been comfortable in Jerusalem. Uh, you know, they had a, they had uh, 120 received, uh, the scripture tells us about 120 were filled with the Spirit on that day, about 120. Then 3,000, what a revival, what, a, what an outpouring, 3,000 more was added. Then 5,000, and then they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, and daily, People were coming into the church. So thousands of people in Jerusalem were receiving the baptism of the Spirit, being a part of that church. Amen. And so, so I mean, what else could you want when you go to the bank, when you walk down the street, you see church members. Hey, how you doing? You wave at people across the street. They're all part of your church. They got comfortable. All right? Let's keep in mind there was what we called a commission, a great commission. Remember? Go ye therefore into all the world and preach, and teach, all right, and baptize. Praise God. Now, let me just skim over two or three things that, that was happening there. The lame man at the gate beautiful was healed instantly as Peter and John was on their way up to pray at the hour of prayer. Healed. It was noised abroad. The guy got up that was crippled, couldn't walk, laid there daily, and shouted and danced into the temple with him to pray. People were selling their land and giving the proceeds to the church. Some were healed by the very shadow of the apostle Peter. Passed. They couldn't get to him, but they laid him in the, the crippled in the, in the way, and the shadow of Peter passing over him healed this person. Amen. The Pharisees said, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine." You're teaching, amen. Everybody knows about you, and they wasn't really happy about it. But Acts 8, amen, Philip went down to Samaria, and he preached Jesus, and that's the, that's the kind of the half, that's a mixture. They weren't totally Jews. Uh, they were a mixture of Gentile nations around them. Wasn't thought, I mean, a lot of prejudice going on. They didn't have anything to do with each other, the Jews, amen, and the people at Samaria. But Philip went to, went to Samaria, the Bible said, and preached Jesus, and there was great joy in the city. That's the way it always is when you tell people about Jesus, amen. Acts 10, the Gentiles received the Holy Ghost and were baptized. Uh, what else would any Christian expect? This was good. It was all good. There was a mighty move of God in and around the city of Jerusalem. The problem was the great commission was to go from Jerusalem to Samaria, and they did pretty good, but only into Judea and to the uttermost parts of the world. So God sent persecution to the church. Sounds kind of like coronavirus. To get them out of the church. Oh, wait a minute, that can't be God. It's got to be the devil. No, when Stephen was stoned to death, God allowed that. You know, he's in charge. When Stephen was stoned to death, the Bible says great fear came upon the church and they went out into the uttermost parts of the world. That's how, that's really how the known world at that time received the gospel. Repented, amen, baptized in the name of the Lord, filled with the Spirit. That's what they preached, amen. Listen, God will do whatever it takes to get us out of our comfort zone. Hallelujah. So church, here's my message to you. Be encouraged. God's healing, protective hand is as always, it's upon us. I mean, every one of his people. He was with David in the valley. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. All right? He was with David. He was with Paul and Silas in the jail, in the dungeon. They prayed. God sent an earthquake. <laughs> they prayed and had a worship service right there. And he is with you as well. See, that's a promise. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
He's not going to do something for Apostle Paul and Silas that he wouldn't do for you. That's what that means. If he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, if he ever has healed, then he will heal today. If he ever has blessed and spoken to people, and obviously we know that he has throughout the scripture, all right? Praise God. I'm closing, but I feel like that we should come together and just pray. I think we just, just I'm going I'm to begin to lead us in a little bit of a prayer here. I hope it's a prayer of faith. That's the only kind that works. Hallelujah. If there's no faith mixed, it's just a bunch of words. It's a poem would do just as good. Amen. But I just feel like God's got his hand on what we're doing. And uh, as you know, by the word, God will do whatever he can to get us out of our rut, out of our maybe lazy, Laodicean, it's okay, it's all in the hands of God. Hallelujah. God's going to put us to work. Hallelujah. And it won't be a hard task. It, it just, it's just what we are, who we are. Praise God. Let's, let's just pray just for the next few minutes. Hallelujah. If you will, join with me. Amen. God, you promised so many wonderful things to your people. Amen. Those who trust in you, those who believe in you, those who are leaning upon you. First, you promised to never leave us nor forsake us. We take that. We claim that, God, for ourselves. You're with us here today. Amen. That means that, that, amen, that you are here with us, even today, right now. Bless our witness with those around us, God. Let the very countenance of our faces be a witness. Anoint our lips to speak words of healing and encouragement to all. Let it be a part of who we are, God. Amen. We are careful today, amen, to give you all the praise and all of the glory, amen, in the name of, the, of Jesus Christ, amen, the name that's above every name. Come on, let's just believe him right now. Jesus, your hand is upon this people. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Our spirits, God, have come together, amen, in Jesus' name. And you said when we do come together that you would be in our midst, Jesus' name. You said that you, amen, dwell in the praises of your people, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We accept that too, God. In Jesus' name. God, those we've already prayed, God, but we pray again. Those, those who need healing in their bodies, God, we pray, God, that you would lay your hand upon them wherever they are. Those who are discouraged today, lift them up. Give them hope. Give them strength. You're our ever-present help, you said, God, in time of trouble. In Jesus' name. Jesus. We come against fear, anxieties, worry. Hallelujah. We come against that again by the power and the authority of the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Nothing impossible, Lord, but to those who believe. In Jesus' name, release your faith right now. It's certainly not us. We confess our weakness. We confess how undone we are. Amen. But we've connected up with the almighty God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, all powerful. In the name of Jesus Christ, give peace, give comfort in the name of Jesus. And again, bless our witness, God, because, God, there's so many hungry people, so many miserable people, God, all over this world. Our neighbors need you in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. We claim it. We claim it. Praise God in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. I want to echo just a couple of things here. I know that we got to go. Amen. Uh, don't forget, Pastor talked about it, but don't forget uh, a time of prayer at the church. I mean, it looks like we've been cut off from everything. Uh, we, I mean, we have to keep the number that comes at the same time under 10 people to be in compliance with the governor's rule. And so we want to make sure we do that. We want to make sure everything is clean here, sanitized. Uh, but we can even have small groups come here. I know normally we have a Thursday night prayer. We always, as everybody knows, and we have a Saturday evening prayer at 6 o'clock. Uh, that can continue if we keep the numbers down. Uh, we'll come up. Maybe some of you can help. Sister Melissa's been doing almost everything, almost everything and organizing almost 
everything to get us to this point. And so we appreciate that so much and all anybody else who's worked and helped. And, and so if somebody can come up with some kind of a scheduling system where people can call in or sign up and, and you can make sure that when you get here, it won't be full. It won't, you won't go over that number if you could just work with us on that. But, but Pastor and I and Brother Jerry and some of our other elders, Brother Thompson, have discussed this. We, we certainly do not. I mean, if it's legal, if we can get by with this legally and we can keep clean and keep our hands washed and not bring anything in here, that we will continue to allow you to come in here and pray. Hallelujah. This is the house of prayer. Praise God. That's what God said his house was. It's more important than anything else. So so what I'm getting at, you're going to pray at home, hopefully. Okay, you're going to pray at home. But there just may be a time in the middle of the day. Amen. You're like, you know, I'd really love to go to the church. I'd like to just get in that altar. Maybe it's worth most of us pray through the Holy Ghost for the first time right here. Amen. Maybe nobody's here but just you and Jesus. But we'll allow that, all right? We'll allow that. Call us, our phones, all the elders and leaders, and then all of our phones. I hope I'm speaking for everybody. I hope nobody's in disagreement with it. But but our phones are open anytime for any reason. This is how we've got to do this, folks. You can call our phone. Text message is the best way to get us. And let's just, let us communicate with each other, all right? Don't get separated off from the church. And we want to help you. We want to bless you. And we know, amen, that God will help us do that. And we'll get through this thing, and we'll be better people. We'll be better Christians once we get out on the other side of this. Amen. In Jesus' name, thank you so much, God. Amen. One more time, God, thank you for blessing our glorious, wonderful people. This church is built out of good people, Lord. All walks of life, God. And we know, God, you're going to go with them. Amen. You're with them now, even as we speak, to help them through whatever test, whatever trial they are in right now. In Jesus' name, amen. And everybody said amen. God bless you. I love you.